All Things Automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Uh, Nico, Nico, on the couch with a cup of coffee, I'm assuming. Nico? Hang on. Hang on. Me? Did you just say hang on to me? No. <laughs> 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 You know what normally happens is I have a bit more of a break before I I, um, um, I speak to you. So this is the phone rang and you were there. Oh, I, I was know. yeah because I was so excited to speak to you that I was just like, okay, <laughs> let's just do it. Oh, yeah, what happened is my phone also. Um, I had to try and sort out my Bluetooth earphones. Oh, so, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So how are you? I am Mr. here. I'm ready. I am okay. good. I'm, I'm in the car and I've had my coffee and I'm looking at the tea. Um, you're in your car and you've had your cup of coffee already? Yes, I had my cup of coffee a little bit earlier. I'm sitting in the car looking at the sea. I'm on a hill so I can get better reception to speak to you. Where are you? I'm in Little Mutt or Little little Bomb. Where is that? Um, this is my dad joke for the day. Kleinbrack. Ah, oh, Kleinbrack. <laughs> you're in Kleinbrack. Yes. Wow. That sounds yes, absolutely um, brilliant. Yeah, we've gone away for the for, for the holidays for a bit of a break. So yeah. I'm, for, I'm fortunate enough to be at the sea. So um, really, it's a, it's a lovely, lovely um, um, December day. The sea is quite calm. There's no wind blowing yet. The wind's going to be in a pickup in about two hours or so. But it's a lovely day. So okay. So just give us a, a quick description of the view. Those beautiful sea uh, views. Uh, for those of us who are looking out the sixth floor of the SABC or anywhere of that nature. I'm so sorry. So I, um, I'm looking down at the sea. So it's, a, it's a bit of a hill, and then in front of me is a lot of uh, shrubbery or bushes. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lone cyclist, a man battling up the hill on his mountain bike. Yeah. Uh, right ahead of me is the sea. It's um, blue and quite calm. There's no... Um, not a lot of just slight small waves, not like a, a, a mirror, but it's very smooth for the sea because the wind isn't really blowing outside. So, so there are no really seahorses. No, 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 there I was looking for those. No seahorses and no cloud in the sky whatsoever. Not one. Oh, it sounds marvelous. Yes, yeah. it's, um, uh, yes, I, I realize I'm fortunate I am to be on holiday and, and to sit and watch the sea. Uh, not everybody can do that. So, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's a gift. So maybe through my eyes you can enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but, but let me tell you, the track down was chaos. I drove, that we, drove, we drove down on Thursday morning. Yeah. We, uh, we drove down halfway to Three Sisters. And it was just like everybody decided to leave from Hutting. The roads were chaos. Lots and lots and lots of cars. You'd go down, you know, if you go at, at, at the top of a crest and you look down, it was just cars moving. Um, and a lot of cars now, we, we don't like our following distance. A lot of cars were too close. Then a few places, we, we on the highway, we would break so much for cars in front that you'd almost get to a standstill because people weren't really keeping a, a nice gap when they were driving. Uh, so lots and lots of cars. Yeah. From Bluefoot it got a little bit better. And then weirdly enough, from Colesburg, it was quieter again. And then on Friday morning, um, up to Beaufort West, it was not too much, too, too many cars. Uh, and then um, as we turned towards um, um, uh, um, in the inland, um, towards Oturing, then the road was really quiet. So the big thing is if you're going away on holiday, 
Um, what I just, the biggest thing I do is I keep a big following distance. I keep a big gap between me and the car in front. Um, and I really look ahead um, as far as I can. Over the hill, past the truck, you know, if I get to the top of a hill, I try and see whether the road disappears into the distance and how many cars are there. So the big thing is just to look ahead and anticipate and plan. Because a lot of times you can see, you know, sometimes people are just a bit crazy when they overtake. And then I just fall back. I literally slow it down when I see, listen, this is a dangerous move. Uh, I thought, well, I think it's just a dangerous move. I actually start slowing down and give myself a bit more space. It's just whatever the school in front of me does, if it's a dangerous situation, I have a bit more space to maneuver. So I, I try and anticipate a lot when I'm driving to, to try and you know, make it safer for myself and my family. Because it's just, as I said, it's quite crazy out there. So, so Nico, we have to go to a break. But when we mm-hmm. come back from the break, I think you've, you've raised a couple of issues around long-distance driving. And mm-hmm. I imagine one of them is that you take a break and perhaps stop overnight if you're able to do so, or that you really leave your driving distance uh, as long as possible. Take it slowly. You are on holiday. And perhaps you've got a couple of other thoughts about that as well, but we'll go to the break first. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. So, Nico, we were talking about that long distance travel and you've mm-hmm. just mentioned it yourself. What else did you find um, were, were kinds of things that people need to be aware of as they take the long road? So, you know, the, the, the basic things I did before I left was get my, make sure my car is okay. So, um, because we're towing a little trailer, um, I checked the tire pressure on the trailer, checked the tire pressure of the spare. I inflated my tires because, according to my car, if I add more weight, I should up the pressure. So, I up the pressure for more people. Again, check the spare tire, make sure that that's okay. Um, make sure you have all your tools and, uh, you know, your jack if you need to jack up the car and that little wheels, uh, that lock nut. Um, if you have, a while back it happened to me, I helped somebody, they, they had a bucky, and their steer wheel had a lock on, so it isn't stolen, but it was so full of dirt and grime, they couldn't tear that out. So I always have something like a WD-40 in my car, um, just so that, you know, if there's anything that's rusting at the sea, or if I need to clean up something, I have that in my car, and I have a set of gloves always in my car, so if I need to replace a wheel, um, that's going to be very dirty, very hot, those lock nuts are very hot as well. Um, so it's just easy if you have a set of gloves to work with. So that's normally the basics. I have my so, car. So just for, just for hmm? clarity, DWC is that um, cleansing liquid? No, no WD-40, that's like um, Q2, uh, Q20. Oh, so it's oil. It's, a, it's like, yeah, it's like an oily spray. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I just have that as, you never know where you can use it. And I always have a leatherman in my car as well, or some sort of multi-tool. If you have to cut something or twist something, that helps a lot. Um, so those are things that are, I'm trying to think. Those are the basics. You always have water in the car as well. Um, so we buy water beforehand and have it in the car. So if you're thirsty or anything happens. And maybe uh, if you have toilet paper, if you have kids, that's not a bad idea because sometimes they really need to go um, and that's going to make life a bit easier. So those, I think check my car. Um, the car had a service a while back, but not too long ago, so it's still fine. Check oil, uh, check water, uh, windscreen fluid. Those would be the basics that I checked beforehand. And on the road, as, uh, when I was driving, um, we tried to leave a bit earlier at about 5 o'clock on Thursday. Because I thought normally, because of the uh, holiday on Friday, the roads were going to be busier. And I at least wanted to get out of Kharteng. But I was still surprised at how many cars there were. 
Yeah. Um, so, so then it's also, um, you know, take regular breaks, but you don't want to stop, you know, every 200 kilometers. Well, it depends on the driver. But our first um, big stop is Bloemfontein. Then we stopped and had something to eat and had a coffee uh, and took a bit of a break. And we actually caught up with some family along the way. And they had, they've got three kids and one of them is uh, about two and a half now. So for them, you know, they try and see how easy, you know, they, they, the small one might battle with sleeping over. So they went all the way through and we slept over three sisters. So I think it depends on the family if you can make it. If people are a little bit older and they might get tired or the bodies might be sore or kids. Maybe they can't last a long distance or you want to get it through. So just a bit of planning there. And then try and drive as, le- as little as possible at night. Um, that's also not great. You know, on the highways, when visibility isn't great or drivers get tired, um, you know, it can also be quite dangerous. So yeah. those are the things, I, uh, some of the basics we tried. And as I said, my big thing is just on the road. If, there, if I was driving alone on, on the road all the way to, to Cape Town, I, that would be the best situation because the least likely chance of an accident happening because there's not a cause. So as you add more cars and more cars, then try and avoid getting close to any cars. In other words, a following distance, if there's a slow truck, if it's safe and I can see clearly ahead that it's safe, I get past as quick as I can. Sometimes also, you know, it's frustrating when people pass, but very slowly, you know, get past the car as quickly as you can. Um, as I said, and my big thing is keep a gap and I always try and anticipate what other people are doing to say, is where's the you know, what's the worst case that can happen right now? That looks a little bit dangerous. What happens if there's an accident right now? What happens if that thing on the back of that bucket it looks a bit loose? What happens if that falls mm. off? So that's the way I, I try and think. Um, and, and try and, you know, look at situations. And if you try and I think just it's a proactive way of thinking about things. It makes it a lot easier as well. So you're thinking about different scenarios all the time? Yeah, well, you know, when the road is open, I'm looking at the Karoo and thinking this is the best country in the world, the Karoo is fabulous. But as soon as there's other cars, I look at all the time, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, let me yeah. just keep a bit of a gap. Is this truck, okay, okay, this truck's going to the left. So, you know, he's giving me a bit of space, but there's a truck coming from the front. Let me just wait till the truck's passed. Okay, now it's safe. Um, let me get past. This guy in front, you know, he's like, what's this driver doing? Okay, let me just either get past him or fall back a little bit. Um, yeah. well, this guy's dangerous, they didn't just go. Because there's always, unfortunately, a few fools out there that are driving dangerously and, and, and you know, they need to get there as quick as they can. I don't know why, but it, it, it can create dangerous situations. So more cars means more danger. So space is then what I'm trying to create all the time. You know, Nico, a little bit earlier you mentioned the lock nut, which, of course, is that nut that you have to use to open your spare tire and to take your tire off. Sometimes you can get, I mean, I had, uh, in my last car, I had a lock nut um, which was stolen. And it's it's absolutely critical, I imagine, that we need to check for that before we go on a very long journey. Because otherwise you you get a flat and then suddenly you're looking to change your tire and and the lock nut is not there and then there's nothing you can do. Exactly. So just for for somebody that maybe doesn't know, so you normally have, it depends on the tire, four nuts or five. Um, that, that keeps the tire um, onto the um, onto the um, um, onto the car, let's call it onto the body of the car. But then there's one that's a, a bit different in there. It has a special pattern, and that's simply so that somebody just doesn't have a wheel span and can steal all your all for your tires. So there's a little special we call that a, the lock nut, a special thing that fits in for that one tire. Um, and that's normally um, it should be in the back of your car, 
And if you're not sure, check, check it. Open up your toolbox. So sometimes it's in the, in the back. Sometimes on the right-hand side, you might have a little compartment. It's there. Sometimes you have a, a spanner and a few things and a little lock nut is there. But make sure you have that lock nut because, as you said, if you have a flat or a problem, then, you know, there's nothing you can do because nobody's got that lock nut. You've got to find the manufacturer and try and get one. So, you know, that, that'll somebody, something small suddenly becomes a big pain. Um, yeah. Also, check, you know, what I would also do with a trailer is um, every time we stop, I walked around the car, walked around the trailer, just check everything is okay. The car pressure still looks fine. Um, if you have a tire warning system on a car, that's a great thing. Don't ignore it. Yeah. So if you're driving and it gives you the fault, um, there's something wrong. I, I, my car has just a basic tire pressure monitoring system that works on the rotation of the tire. But I've never had issues with it or, or something where it's faulty. So sometimes when people say it's faulty, I think maybe they're not using it correctly. So when I change the tire pressure, so when I up the pressure, I went back into the system and I reset the system again. It says, okay, calibrate. In other words, tell me that these are the pressures I should look for. So when they then change, the car will note that they change and give me a warning. So don't ignore your tire pressure warning system when it says a pressure, a tire pressure is getting low because definitely um, that's really dangerous. And one more thing, and I, I say this all the time, and I'll say it again, if you have a, a damage on the side of your tire, um, it's very dangerous because that's when blowouts happen. So when you walk around the tires and you see on the side well, where the writing is, there's a bulge there, you've got to replace that tire because um, that the side is very thin, and that's really a very dangerous situation because if you do have a blowout, it's going to aggressively pull your car in the direction in which that tire goes. And it might be into oncoming traffic. So yeah. That's something you need to check. Yeah. Nico, we have to go to a break, but we've got a good um, question from someone saying, "Does Nico, what does Nico recommend for a first aid kit on a long journey? I think that's a great question. Yeah, so when we come one. back, um, we've got that. And then there's another question here saying, what does Nico think of the Suzuki Jimny five door? So we'll ask you those. We'll work with those straight after the gap. We've got Nico on the line talking to him and he is in Brak Rafia Groot Brak. So Klein Brak, Ian Funny Braks. Klein Brak, little dog. Klein Brak, I met Klein Brak vandaag. But just to note that we know that the quality is not a brilliant, but that's because he's sitting in his car on the top of a hill to make sh- sure that he can actually chat to you as well. So Patrick Mooden saying the SAFM signal is um, extremely faint. Our apologies. He says, I'm missing my petrol head fix. So we do apologize, Patrick, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, at least he's here. So two questions. The one was, um, what do you recommend for a first aid kit on a long journey? You know what, I think somebody, I'll give you what I think, but I think somebody that deputy is a paramedic or works in the medical field, some a medical practitioner would be in a better position to, to, to give advice like that. I know a lot of the cars have these little medical kits and they normally are plasters and um, I think they're called compression bandages. In other words, bandages to stop bleeding. So um, I think um, if you, uh, things like surgical gloves aren't a bad idea, you know those rubber gloves? Um, because if you're trying to help somebody and they're bleeding, um, you know, it can be a dangerous situation for you. So it's ideal to put the, the gloves on. But I think the, the biggest thing if you, if you are driving and you get to the scene of an accident is if you're the first day is emergency response as quick as you can. 112 um, is, is the basic one. Um, what's the other one, Michelle? You've got a, um, 
I'm trying to think the police is 10111. Yes, I think so. Um, but I would make uh, um, an immediate phone call uh, to emergency services. And I would say, um, you know, it happened to me a while back. Remember I told you once before, and we can talk about that another time again, that car that rolled down the mountain. Yeah. And the first thing I did was phone emergency services. I gave my name and surname. I gave them my telephone number. I told them exactly where I was and exactly what happened. And... Um, so that they know where to go, where it is, what direction it is, um, and you know what's happened. So they have a basic idea of, 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 of you know what has happened. Um, and then you, you you know if you if you're looking at an accident, your safety is the first thing. It doesn't help that there's an accident and you try and help, but you now park your car in a dangerous position. So you're a hazard, or your family is is also in danger. So you first need to make sure if there's an accident that if you're going to try and help there, you need to make sure you're safe. So you need to pull off the road surface completely. Once or twice, I saw people that had stopped, or, um, but they're quite dangerous on the shoulder of the road. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, that, that's a dangerous place to stop. So you've got to think of your family safety first before you try and help somebody else because they, you don't want a second um, accident or a second problem. So park in a safe way, a far, safe place far away from your accident and get your family away. And it doesn't help your whole family run up now as well because, you know, I think a lot of it, that could create a second problem. So, um, you know, get yourself out of danger. I think that's, that's the most important thing if there's an accident and, and get help as soon as you can and then see if you can help people. But, um, yeah, I, I would also say if you can help, you know, if you are in an accident yourself, um, taking pictures, even if it's a small one, is, is a good idea. Of the, of, in both directions, even a video of what's happened so that later on, you can say, this is where I was, this is the direction what, in which I'm traveling. This is the cause in the accident itself. Yeah. So um, any type of accident normally, uh, pictures are a good idea um, from far, from close by. And also, you know, even if it's a minor bumper bashing, whatever, get the details of the other driver, other car, license disc, license plate. Mm. Um, so in future, it's going to make it a lot, you know, a lot easier. Then you have 24 hours in which to report that to the closest police station. So... Also, uh, you know, get that done as soon as you can. One more thing is worrying, one more thing. Coming out, you've got to consider, if you're in an accident, sometimes you feel fine. You think, hang on, I'm okay. Get yourself checked out. It is, you are not fine um, because you might have problems later, maybe six years down the line, you know, have neck problems because you didn't have your neck checked out, you know, with whiplash and something like that. It really is serious. So mm. if you've Always been in an accident... Always check yourself out if you can. Yeah, you've got to. When you, if you, even if you feel fine, um, you, a few years down the line, it might be an issue. So go to the hospital, just have it checked out. If you're fine and they give you the all clear, that's okay. But maybe they see something that you didn't see. So yeah. um, that's my advice as well. Get yourself checked out even all if that, you feel fine. All that adrenaline pumping through your body, you wouldn't know if you were fine or not. That's the problem. Exactly. I was, I was in a car with somebody and they rolled the car and, and I was a passenger and I felt fine, uh, and the driver was fine as well. But I think, listen, let's go to the hospital. Let's have ourselves checked out um, just in case. And we got, we got some future decisions after that. They said everything's fine. They, they, you know, they checked your neck and everything else. So, um, yeah, it's something yeah. that you shouldn't skip on is, is check if anything's happened. Nico, um, what about the Suzuki Su- Suzuki Jimny five-door? You know, and I, I've seen the pictures, and I, I, I must say, first of all, I love the three-door. I think it's the cutest car around for me, the cutest car on the road. Um, not necessarily a practical thing, but I, I love the three-door gym. The five-door, effectively, 
it's a bit longer. So I really, I, I want to see it in the metal. Or, uh, I haven't seen it in real life to see, you know, what that looks like. I think the three door is probably a little slightly better looking in the pictures. But if you like the Jimny and it's offered ability, but you want more practicality, then, you know, the, the five door is going to offer it, you know, as soon as you have passengers in the three door, it's a pain because you've got to put down the seat and climbing in the back. So the five door is going to add a bit more space. Boot space isn't fantastic in the Jimny. But it doesn't matter because, you know, the cuteness makes up for many other things that you might say, hang on, it's not the biggest or the most spacious or it's, you know, it's not necessarily the cheapest little car around, but it's a beautiful thing. And it's a, you know, extremely capable off-road vehicle, really, really capable because it's light. So light yeah. with all-wheel drive, um, you know, there's not a lot of weight to carry around. So they are always... A little champions of off-roading, uh, little gyms. Oh, Fantastic, of course. They, so, are they made by, by Toyota? No, Suzuki. Suzuki. Say that Suzuki again? Gym. Oh, Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki. But isn't Suzuki, doesn't Suzuki go through Toyota or something? No, no. I think you're thinking of Daihatsu. Daihatsu belongs to Toyota. So if you're looking at Daihatsu, um, you might see a boss, but not Suzuki, no. Okay, Fantastic. So let me just check and see if we've got uh, other questions. Okay, someone wants to know how often should you stop on long road trips? And I think you touched on that, but it's mm. an interesting one because like what you might feel for exhaustion versus someone else would be very different. Yeah, so um, what I've tried, what I've avoided is anything sweet. So no sugar, no, no sugar, no, so no chocolates and sweet stuff. Right? So in other words, if you want to have something on the road, um, something like Bolton or Drive Horse or Nuts, that's first prize. Um, so the sweet stuff's going to make you tired after a while. Then, as you said, exactly that. It depends on the driver. If you, if you, as soon as you get tired, stop and take a break. If you have, you know, if you have the benefit of one, more than one driver, it's not a bad idea to drive in shifts. So again, my, my cousin and his wife, he drove for quite a bit and he got tired and then she drove for a bit. In other yeah. words, they, but, you know, you, as a driver, that small break you take, or that big break makes a big difference. So it depends on the driver how tired you get. So don't drive. And, you know, once you're getting tired and tired, that's a big warning sign. Stop, take a water, take a break, um, you know, go to the bathroom, or walk around the car, get a nice strong coffee, uh, and get going again. Um, so that's the of the driver. So normally I find if we need to stop before and if somebody needs to go to the bathroom, we've also got the mindset we're on holiday now. So yeah. we want to get to our destination, but it's not a race. So if you need a break, then we take a break. If you want to take a walk around the car, then we take a walk around the car. Okay, let's get going again. We don't spend four hours there, but we take a, a long enough break. So for me, Bloemfontein from Kharteng is a nice, nice long stretch. We've killed 400 kilometers, and it's time for a nice coffee. Uh, and then, of course, the best um, something to eat is something made from home. You know, you've got to have eggs. You're going to have your own salmi. We like um, cheese with jam. Um, so you're going to have maybe chicken, you know, those chicken, um, um, a bit of chicken made from home or whatever. So that's, to me, the best way to stop. Better than any restaurant is the stuff made from home. That's butt course. That's yeah. fabulous. And I know you mentioned kids earlier. So I imagine just making sure that your kids um, are wearing their seatbelts or are in children's oh, yes. seats, yes, etc., yes. and don't have them on the front seat. Yes, uh, please, uh, please, please, please wear your seatbelt. That's the best thing you can do for your family. Doesn't matter where you're sitting in the car, make sure your kids are strapped in your arm. And please wear your seatbelt. That's the best chance you give yourself out on the road. Fantastic. 
Nico, that's it for today. Are you going to be joining the team next week and onwards, or are you taking your break from this week? I am taking a break um, from oh. now on. I will be back on, on in January only, yes. So, um, that um, so, sounds wonderful. Uh, yes, but I look forward to being back in Jan, and uh, then we can tell you all about our escapades getting back home again on the road. Absolutely. Well, hopefully there'll be no escapades. No, no escapades <laughs> whatsoever. Nico, our petrol head, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you have a splendid Christmas and New Year and that uh, at the time you spend with your family and friends is glorious as well.